You are now listening to Pull Hook Golf, an unfiltered golf podcast taking you inside the ropes with unfiltered stories, insights, analysis, and exclusive interviews. Welcome back, everybody, to Pull Hook Golf, the podcast. This is episode number 64 the Memorial Tournament, which is coming up this week. I'm your host, Matt Cook. We've got our co-host here, Mr. Bobby Brown, PGA Tour legend caddy. And my goodness, do we have a great little recap with the Charles Schwab Challenge that just wrapped up this past weekend. We've also got the Memorial Tournament, as I mentioned. That's going to be a big one. And as we were talking a little bit off air, Bobby, it's going to be another major type of setup. You were cluing me in a little bit, but we'll get into that as we dive into our analysis around the Memorial. And then we've got the live golf DC and we're going to recap that. And, uh, you know, for the live lovers, that's, uh, that's the segment that you're going to want to be a part of. So without further ado, Bobby, (laughs) let's talk about that Charles Schwab challenge at colonial and let's recap that bad boy. Well, well, I mean, where you want to start on a personal basis or you want to start on a leaderboard basis? Let's start you with you, out. Bobby, because Bobby, okay. for all the new listeners, yes. Bobby is a PGA Tour caddy and a legend, as I like to refer to him as. And here's the thing. Bobby's got a new bag and his yep. first week was last week at yep. the Charles Schwab Challenge. And uh, Bobby, why don't you clue us into SH sure. Kim and the game that you saw yeah. out there and why you're excited? Yeah. Well, I am excited, even though even though we missed the cut, we got off to a rough start. I wouldn't say we got immediately off to a rough start on Thursday, Matt. We got out of position a few times and made some bogeys. And it's very, as I've described before, it's a very, well, I should say it's an experienced golf course. You have to be over it a few times to understand the quirkiness of it. Um, but we got out of position. It, it, it's some really thick Bermuda rough, really thick Bermuda rough with some overseed around the green. So if you get out of position in the trees, you basically chip out and you hit a wedge in and you try and make some putts. And we did not make any putts. Um, he hit a couple balls in, he had a couple balls in the water. One, one kind of unexcusable on the 13th hole, the par three with the pond on the right there. We're trying to hit a left of the flag and he made a bad swing and flared a nine iron, got out of there with bogey, which wasn't, which wasn't that bad. And then that same day, our very last hole, number nine with the, with the pond short, he literally mad drove it two inches into the rough. He thinks it's going to jump. I think it's going to come out slow. We have, I think we had 148, I I do meters with him, 148 meters, which for all you people is basically 9% a yard. So it's, it's, you know, it's close to a buck 60. He wants to hit a full pitching wedge. I put a kibosh on it, tell him to hit a full nine iron that, that long isn't bad, comes out slow in the water, double the last hole, three over. Wow, look at that. The caddy was right. Well, I was, <laughs> no, I wasn't. It should have been an eight iron, but going from a player committing to a pitching wedge to an eight iron, which I did think it was, I, I, I did think it was nine iron to tell you the truth. And honestly, I was worried about it jumping, but I also knew that, that um, uh, it backfired on me, but I also knew that long you were, you're taking double bogey out of play and it comes out slow. And so uh, honestly, over the years, everybody has these stories at, uh, at colonial. It just, it, it just happens. It happens to guys that have been there 15 or 20 years. So you just deal with it. And, you know, same old story, you dust yourself off and you come back the next day. And I can tell you Friday when he warmed up, he looked fantastic. He's a, 
He's not your atypical um, Korean where everything's a stock high shot. He hits shots, right? He'll hit a stinger two iron or a stinger three iron or he'll hit a stinger driver or a stinger three wood. He's got some great feel and some great hands and some great imagination, to be honest with you. So we came out of the gates pretty smoking on Friday. Um, Thursday, it looked like the cut was going to go to one over and it did go to one over halfway through the round on Friday. So we turned in, we turned in two under mats. So we got to three over and you could tell he was, he was, he's swinging the golf club nicely. We were making good decisions. We were, we were pin high most of the day and we got to number 11, which is kind of a reachable par five in certain conditions. And he got off a seed down there and we had about 267 meters front, which is 280 or 290. And uh, he pulls out driver off the deck and I'm all for it. Right. I'm giving him the raw raw because I know there's a hazard on the right, but I, I watched him hit driver off the deck on the range quite a few times. And he, and he knows the way to start a way left and cut it. So make a long story short, he goes driver driver on a back left pin and he leaves it just short left of the green, which is, you know, if I was going to tell you caddy perspective, it's an 80% up and down. So when he was over that chip shot, I'm like, man, he gets this up and down. And now we are two over one off the cut line and the wind's not really blowing there this week and i really man i really had those feelings in that i said it before it sounds crazy but when you're we're trying when you're on the cut line or near the cut line on friday it's like you're it's the rush man the rush of it's like you're trying to win a tournament unfortunately he missed his birdie putt striped it down the middle on the next hole um hit it to about 20 25 27 feet ball was flying it was hot ball was going miles and unfortunately a three putt a three putt at the last time and two holes later he makes a bogey you you got a birdie the last four four in a row and then he makes a par and you're not going to make the cut but we had some fun right we had some fun he had a nice little shot in there on 16 the whole that uh, that that emmy we call him emmy emiliano ended up birdie and winning the playoff and then we got to 17 which you'll notice the um, 17th hole is, uh, it sounds crazy to say, but it's a five, it's like a five iron off the tee. Right. So we got up there and I'm like, I'm like, God, I want him. I kind of was thinking, he's like, what do you like? And I'm like, I'm like, ah, it's just a five iron down the middle. So he goes to pull a five iron. I go, but you know what I'm thinking? I go, maybe let's just send driver down there. He goes, really? He got like excited <laughs> two holes to go. You missed the cut. You're missing the cut. Right. He's like, really? Why? And I'm like, well, memorials is long and we're going to hit a lot of drivers. Why don't we get up here and hit a driver and get ready for memorial? And he goes, I like it. He got off a seed pin high, right? Didn't make birdie. Um, tried to hammer. We tried to hit a real hard high draw on, on 18 hit it in the left trees made another bogey but it was it was a rush it was fun he was he was disappointed but he was smiley disappointed because we because we gelled that and we and we clicked and his english is a, a lot better than i thought it was he's he speaks way it's not even close he we, his agent daniel a good friend of mine had me freaked out like no big sentences <laughs> this and that he's giving me the guidelines which i've already been through but his english compared to Sungjae or Siwoo their rookie year when they came over is is tenfold way in front of them. He has a two I found out he has an English tutor that helps him every single week so he's getting he's getting more and more confident with the language and and we missed the cut but it was I would never say it's fun missing the cut but we had fun together and our personalities match. He, it, it seems like he's a happy go lucky smiley guy. I know that after he three putted 12 when we got to 13 he kind of pulled a little nine iron into left bunker and I could tell I could tell he was steaming his body language wasn't good he was kind of banging the putter on the green so I'm just like ah oh, man I don't want him you know we can make three birdies coming in so 
I, I ran over with a, a cold water just to cool him down. And I just looked him in the face and I go, listen, I know you're mad. Take some water, take a deep breath. You've made three birdies in a row before. It's, it, it's no big deal, you know? So, so he was very receptive to that, which that was kind of the first test, whether I could cool him out or not. And, and he passed, he definitely passed that test. So, That's you know, awesome. it was a, yeah, it was a successful mission. I mean, it sucks. It sucks missing a cut and everything, you know, it but I does, knew. Bobby. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I've been used to it this year, but. You, a lot of you practice. Know, but, I got, but you know, as I've been, I, as I share with you, I got some horsepower, man. This kid's got, this kid's got some kind of talent. I can tell he's tired. It's late May. He's played almost every single tournament as you have to, which includes Monday, pro, Monday pro-ams because they have to jam and try and learn these golf courses. And. You know, we spent some great, we've had some great conversations the last three days, uh, Memorial, you know, because I know the pressure's getting to them. And I'm I'm really trying, today, we played nine holes. Yesterday, we played 18 holes. Today, we played nine holes, and it was just out, us out there. We went out there super early so we could get a lot more done than you could with maybe one or two other players, you know, not getting in their way and trying to speed through with groups behind you. But, you know, there was a couple points that I brought up to him about, about the rookie season. Number one, it's the most difficult, right? And it's the most challenging, especially this time of year. Number two, I made a quick point to tell him that, listen, if I was counting for you on the corn Ferry tour last year, when you started in Bahamas and I told you, Hey, listen, you're going to be corn Ferry tour rookie of the year. You're going to be on the PGA tour you are going to be number 70 on the, on the, I don't want to say FedEx, but I'll say FedEx on the FedEx list. Your, your rookie year, you're in two invitationals back to back colonial and Memorial 120 man fields, not your normal 144, 156. I looked him in the face and I go, you would be happy. You know, you would be happy where, with where you stand. And he was very, he was very receptive to that. He, he understood what I, what I said. He understood where I was coming from. I can tell that he has, confidence in 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 my experience and i also told him you're playing you know i told him sh you're playing against the best players in the world okay the absolute best players in the world who have played these courses for like i shared with you five six seven eight years nine years ten years twelve years in a row they know the intricacies of this golf course they know where the pins are they know what shots to hit they know where to miss they know where not to miss they they, they're used to the winds how a wind will affect a ball you know, because we get the same winds almost every single course. It's very rare that it changes. And then I even dug a little deeper and I, and I used, and I, I tried to use an example of Sung Jay versus Dustin Johnson. And my point to that was, was my time. My point to that was when you watch Sung Jay play golf, you, you scratch your head and figure and go, how's this guy not win twice a year the way? Cause he's so consistent or two or three times a year. And I'm not worried about Sungjae listening to this because I'm sure this has to resonate with Sungjae sometime. And I told and I told the kid, I just said, well, listen, the deal with Sungjae, why he doesn't win is because he puts too much pressure on himself, A, to win. And when a mistake is made, whether it's nine out of 10 mistakes are made by the player, a caddy's going to make a mistake or miss a wind or something like that because you can't control Mother Nature. And, and you time gusts sometimes. You know it's a northeast wind, but when you feel a south gust go through, do you believe it? Don't you believe it? Your job as a caddy is to get them fully committed to a shot. And I told him when all hell breaks loose with Sungjae, he loses his temper so bad that he goes into a dark place for 45 minutes. And that's what I felt like causes him to lose some, some golf tournaments. And, and I thoroughly believe that And any other caddy that's caddied for him for a great length of time would, would agree a hundred percent with me. So on the other hand, I told him you have a guy like Dustin Johnson, who I quickly reminded him his rookie year 
when I was working for him, missed six cuts in a row also. But, but well, not this kid's missed six cuts in a row. He's missed six total for the year, which is not too bad out of 20 some tournaments. I mean, he's playing the weekend 66, 67 per cent of the time, but I couldn't go that deep. I don't think he'd understand, <laughs> understand what I said, but I was telling him Dustin struggled. And if you compare Dustin Johnson versus Sung JM, yes, Dustin is a great golfer and he's a freak athlete. He's the number one player in the world. But the fact is, is where Dustin's better than everybody else, as you and I both know, and I was explaining to him, is that when Dustin makes a bad swing or or hits it in a bad spot or there's a mistake made by him or a mistake by made by the caddy, it doesn't rattle Dustin at all. He's just like, you know, what was his famous quote? I, I'm the number one player in the world. I had, oh, I had bad shots all the time, you know, <laughs> but I go find it and I think I can get it up and down and hit a better one. And he was really receptive to that. This big pep talk happened coming up number 18 today because you know he hit a couple shots that are two inches in the rough and if you think the rough was bad at colonial you know this last week where do you get a load of this four inch ryegrass mix with which literally the strands of grass out here man you've never been here before but they're as thick as my finger you know it's just a crazy grass wow. and 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 honestly jack nicholas doesn't like birdies right he doesn't like players going low on his golf courses this is a mate this is his baby this is a major to him he even rest in peace arnold palmer there's been a big competition between those two tournaments over who can have the the you know the higher the lower winning score however you want to say it closer closer to par. So I was telling him about my experiences working with certain players out here where you hit one into the rough and these guys automatically want to pull out a six or seven iron. And as a caddy, you see it so many times over the years and I see it every year on TV. And it's like, you go, I've seen it for 15 years. Where are you fucking going with this golf ball? You know, can you take a gap wedge out and leave yourself 85 meters and get yourself a putt for a par? And I was explaining to him, Matt, you make bogeys out here. It's no big deal. But as soon as you get greedy and you make a double bogey and a triple bogey, that's it. it it's I don't want to say it's game over, but there are birdie opportunities out here. But this is this is this is one tough track out here, you know, and, and I'll tell you, it's it's. It's bank grass greens. They are. I'll just roll right into the rundown on this course. Yeah, they are. You're in. They are. I've I've never seen them. We we came out. We practiced Sunday afternoon. We came out Monday and played 18 holes because last week he only got a chance with the Monday with that U.S. Open qualifier. Only got to play nine and nine, so he doesn't get his experience. And I see he takes his time in his practice rounds. He's writing down all his notes and he's doing everything a professional golfer is supposed to do their rookie year. So we crammed in, uh, we crammed in 18. It is firm. It is fast. The rough is brutal. And I was trying, he's like, Oh my God, this course so hard. And I'm like, Jack doesn't like birdies. You know, you got sub air from, from T to green here. If, if somebody gets to nine or 10 under after two days, it's almost like that Augusta trick where he starts pumping that, that those sub air units and he starts sucking what little bit of moisture is in these greens. And there's not much right now, brother, they're out there hand watering them and hand watering fairways right now. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough task. We've been re- really uh, working hard. Titleist has unveiled their new irons for their staff this year. That. Yeah, we immediately put them in the bag. We immediately put them in the bag Monday, and it looks like it's all systems go. You hit quite a few drivers out here. You hit Which nine or model? ten drivers. 
Um, yeah, yeah, ask me that. <laughs> you know, I don't know. T100s. Yeah, T100s. Well, they've ever the variations seen, now. Yeah, the variation, which 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 they sound a little bit uh, sound a little bit better. So I don't know if you ever seen the Titleist commercial that they do, but there is an Asian guy who's their chief engineer and their uh, chief designer, and I spent some time with him today because because he's watching everybody hit their shots and he wants the feedback on the golf club. So sure. my guy took some swings with them and he's like, they go, they go back, they go in the back, they're going in the bag. So we put them in the, they, we put them in the bag on, on Monday, you know, we played 27 holes. We played, um, uh, I'm getting a little quick here as I usually do. We played uh, nine holes again this morning and the irons, the irons look great. The only thing I was, they didn't have his two and his three iron, um, in, and there's two, two, there's two, two iron shots here, which is the number three T both on the front side, number three and number nine. And he hits this two iron. It's, it almost reminded me of Dustin a little bit with Dustin's three iron. It's, it's, it's a powerful weapon, right? It flies about 240 meters, which is close to 260, 260 yards. And it, and, and he can hit it. You know, this guy can send a two iron to the moon, which I haven't seen in a long time, too. And sending shots to the moon here are probably going to it's probably going to come in handy. You know, if you are in, in contention, that's for sure. So we got we got a new attitude. We have new equipment. We put in a lot of time. We will play another nine holes tomorrow. So that's 36 holes that he's seen. He's seen on this golf course cram for a test. And of course, he hasn't seen everything, but I've seen everything. And he is very receptive to my strategy off the tees and i told him listen he he's like and he sent me a nice text after last week too he's like listen i'm i i, I like your electric he called it electricity i like your electricity and your experience please help me i don't want to change caddies anymore i'm tired of changing caddies you be the you know he's trying to you know i don't know if he's trying to pump me up but he just made me re- feel really good about all the things that we were doing so he's leaning on me for t for t shot strategy he's asking me about approach shot numbers and clubs and that kind of stuff, which I feel, which I'm, I'm very qualified to do, but I, I also want him to know that this can't turn into immediately to me calling every single shot because, you know, of the way a player sees a shot and the way a caddy sees a curve into a shot. And I, and I've been watching for 15, I think I've done, I was telling KJ Troy this, we played KJ with KJ yesterday. He won there in 2007. And I believe 2007 was the first year that I've ever worked this tournament. And I've, I've done every single one. So I've seen the proper tiger shots to get into these things. And you, you hit a lot of safe plays to these irons. These greens are, if you ever seen on TV, they're very tiny. There's a par three out here, number 12, which is one of the hardest par threes. You know, it could be a nine iron from a seven iron. It's one of the hardest par threes to hit the green. It's a shallow green. It's got to be 20 yards deep and, and, and 30 yards wide. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a great test of golf. We got an unbelievable field, as you know, anybody that's anybody that's qualified, that's not a live golfer is here playing. You got the top five players in the world. You have nothing but a wall of champions that is, is full of major winners or Ryder cup players or president's club players. I, you, you know, I don't have any great big dreams of him hoisting a trophy or anything like that. The only thing I dream of is, is we tee off at 12, 12 on 10. And I'd like to hit a driver down the middle of the fairway and take it and take it one shot at a time. I will tell you one thing about this young Korean is that he is, you know, he, I, we're on the same page as far as not, 
making a stupid let's play conservative off the tee right and put it in the fairway and go for and go from there so he's all in on that he's all in on a on one of these par fives number 11 hitting the three wood off the tee yes you can pound driver down there and possibly get you a three or a four iron into your hand into this par five but i don't really think if you hit four drives out there you would hit this fairway it's so tight you know, maybe but two times. And these fairways are relatively flat, but they have so much get up and go that you can sneaky get into a corner, into the rough and get yourself out of position real quick. So, so from my end, from my team, we are ready to go. Everybody's been working hard on the reins this week. It's, I mean, look at the picture folks behind that. This is, and this is one of those special iconic places that you just that just doesn't come there's not very many of these golf courses right Matt there's just not very many and I'm not just and I'm gonna go I'm just gonna say in this whole area around here in this in this Dublin in this Columbus area it's just a who's who of I mean there's double eagle the Scioto all the Jack Nicholas history here you know there's Wedgwood there's just a million golf courses out here that are just it's the time of the year where the grass is super green everything's in bloom the flowers are in bloom and there's a lot of excitement in this community because honestly this is this is jack's country right everything's golf out here right every every time you drive somewhere that's jack nicholas this or or jack nicholas that he my kid was super excited because jack came up to him in in the locker room yesterday introduced himself really you know and 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 he said he's like jack no i'm rookie and jack no i'm off to a good start and has chance to win debate chance to win vegas so just jack saying something like that to him was pretty exciting for my young man. And it, it got his, it got his juices flowing. Uh, that's for sure. It's funny. We were chipping yesterday afternoon and Jack had to do an interview and he was, he came under the rose by golf course, said hello to us and that kind of stuff. And I kind of took a look, it's Mr. You know, it's Mr. Nicholas and, and his, you know, back in the day when he was playing caddies, weren't very respected, you know, and now, now I think for the most part, it's big business. Caddies are very well re- very well respected but i i took like a, a quick look at him and and he's getting old is yeah. is what i'm going to say he's he, he's getting up there you can see it in his face i mean i was around the last two or three years when 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 mr palmer was getting you know getting to the to that time to the end and and um you know he wasn't the same as far as being able to verbalize things and that kind of stuff and i hope jack's around for a a, a lot longer because he's really done He's, he's really he's really the reason why any of us are standing here for the most part him and mr Palmer really when you when, when push comes to shove so it's going to be an exciting it's going to be an exciting week you know it's going to be a fantastic exciting week 20 million dollar purse winner take all let's let, let's be honest with each other the cream's going to rise to the top one way or the other here and you know who we're talking about we can name a few names so I'm ready to get the I'm ready to get the show on the road. We're going to have fantastic weather here, man. It's going to be 90 degrees. We're going to have moderate winds um, all week, um, except for Saturday. It could blow a little bit on Saturday, which is great on a moving day, right? You want it to be super tough on a moving day if you're if you've just barely made the cut and you can make up some ground and that kind of stuff. So. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm super confident at the same time in this young young man's ability. I said it to you before off the air. I got some fucking horsepower, right? I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be that guy that says this guy's as good as Sungjae because truth be told, you you never know because Sungjae is the best Korean player in the world. 
you, you know, see, so I wouldn't say Siwoo's really right on his tail or anything, but you know, Siwoo is a, is a much more exciting player to watch. And, um, you know, I've worked for both of those Koreans here. Um, some, a couple times they struggle by being over aggressive. A couple times they don't struggle. I mean, Siwoo's made a ton of birdies out here and he's made some stupid mistakes out here before. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I got some horsepower and a kid that's going to be on this tour bottom line hopefully i'm involved i certainly i won't see out his 20 year career because i'm about ready to turn 59 here in about a month but i'd like to be i'd like to be in it for a good you know keep myself healthy and be in there matt for for a good another seven years with this young man because i got some i got some serious horsepower and i'm super excited and you know i really got down in the i really got down in the dumps there for a while the last uh the last few months as i as i've expressed to you and in 17 years caddying here caddying on this tour i had never felt the feelings that i have felt before but now this kid is it's like he stuck a finger my finger in a light socket and got me recharged up and i'm working long days we're working you know it's the korean way right i'm looking I'm, I'm working eight nine eight nine hour days where it's where it's all work and it's all focus and it's all concentration and i literally fell asleep at nine o'clock last night which you know i'm an insomniac i don't sleep until midnight i'm watching shows on netflix or whatever i can do and i'll get a good four or five hours but i'm just glad you stayed I- up for the podcast <laughs> After all this damn hard work, podcast. I say it to Lori every night. What are you doing tonight, Bob? I had to do that damn podcast again tonight. We got thirty-three. Matt doesn't. Matt knows the stats. I just look at YouTube. And I'm like, we got thirty-three hundred clicks. Where we used to be at like eight hundred. Now we're at thirty-three hundred. Matt's like, oh, we got a lot more than that, kid. You just keep hanging in there. So, so um, I got a good we're night's sleep, there. and I. Yeah, and I'm 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 raring to go tomorrow, and and Thursday can't get here quick enough. We drew we we drew a nice pairing, a rookie that's off to a good start. Ben, ben Griffin, you know that name. Yep. He's had a, he's had a good year. Um, he's got a buddy. He's got a buddy named Alex who 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 is a good friend of mine. He's a little chirpy talker out there on the golf course, so I'm going to try and give him the heads up that you know when you work. You know, I don't chirp and talk too much in between shots anymore. But when you work for a Korean, especially a new Korean, you want to be all focused. And one of my better friends out here we're paired with, I, you, you know, I'm really tight with Lipper, with David Lipsky. And he had a pretty nice week last week. He's been working super hard on his putting and he... He keeps it loose out there. He's half Korean, so he can speak the language. He's half he's half SoCal. And you know what I say about those SoCal guys, right? You say Cali soft, but I say Cali cool. So it'll be a nice, comfortable pairing. And we are going to get the show on the road. Did I miss anything? Oh, I'll tell you one thing about this golf course. Jack don't like birdies, right? Yep. So he's, he's, he's made a new tee on 16, which to a semi-island green on a green that he changed five years ago that nobody can get a goddamn golf ball to, <laughs> to stop on. And now we got a mystery tee up there on the right corner that is about 200 yards front. And it, we figure it's going to go to a, to a front pin. That's about 12 yards wide with two bunkers that anything that gets in the bunker goes to the back slope and, and you're, you're hitting this bunker shot towards the water. It's funny. KJ Choi is a champion here in 2007 and he's the mentor of these Koreans, right? He's the absolute legend. He brought men's Korean golf to America, basically single-handedly. He's got an unbelievable dirty short game. He doesn't hit it anywhere anymore, but I showed him where the new tee was. And I'm like, we, we go play this KJ. He goes, why? Why Jack put this here, this stupid hole, you know? And he doesn't speak that good of English, but he's like, I go, Jack doesn't like birdies. He goes, oh, no, Jack don't, Jack don't like birdies. <laughs> Jack like make birdies himself, but Jack don't like us making, making birdies. So they also put a new tee on 17. They extended that about 15 yards. That's another great hole. So 
couldn't really tell you what what side's more gettable a lot. Half the guys will tell you the front's harder. Half the, half the guys will tell you the back's harder. And I think it's just I think it's just hard in general, right? I think you you know you're probably going to make two or three bogeys, and if you can splatter in, you know, get some good birdie looks, and if and if the wands work, and the wands work, and and you're going to have yourself a nice little week. So let's put the horsies in the starting gate and pop the latch and get one of these triple crown races going, Matt. Woo. I love How it, Bobby. Woo. Yeah, fast and furious is Tokyo Drift right there. Damn. What a job you did my goodness that was fantastic i didn't even want to stop you there but the one thing that i did want to comment on is jack might be looking a little worse for wear because of the Mm -hmm. lawsuit that he's dealing with against his own company so that's that's got to wear on him i I, yeah i don't know what the deal is on that i've seen i've seen some headlines i don't really i don't really know what the what, what the what the facts are and 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 stuff like that you know me i don't fucking read i don't read the news i mean fuck if i read the news trumpy's gonna be president again so that just makes me so sad (laughs) so sad (laughs) sorry republican family out there you know i don't get mixed in that but i do think he's a cuckoo bird (laughs) the uh so moving away from politics back into the golf not my specialty (laughs) mine neither i i like to stick on the golf side the uh, one thing that I would say about Memorial, yeah. as you mentioned, with uh, Jack Nicholas and loving himself, a little bit of even par action out there. Not so yeah. much of going deep and yeah. shooting eight, nine, ten under in a single round. Yeah, there'll be none of that. There'll be, there'll be none there of that. Won't. Listen, if you shoot, if you shoot, if you shoot two or three under out here, you play fantastic. I, I want to say Troy on Saturday last year shot. You know, he shot a one on Sunday, went an eighty something or an eighty on Sunday. But I think Troy shot five or six under on Saturday. One, one, one or two guys are good. There's just they're the best players in the world. Minus ten guys that we've already agreed on the last few weeks. Yeah. Minus minus ten guys on live. I guess you could actually say six or eight guys on live that that we do that we miss. And you know, we miss them in the we we miss Brooks and we miss Dustin. You, you know, in these big tournaments and we're going to miss Cam Smith in this tournament. And then you could go to, you know, some, some other guys. I don't think we miss, you know, Stenson or, or Poulter or Westy or anything like that. They have fantastic careers. They were some of the best players in the game, but by, for sure, some of the best players to ever come out of Europe, but they, they're really not competitive out here anymore. And it, yes, it would be great, but I, I think Jack I've been reading and, you know, I heard his interview today where he's, you know, he's, you know, he's old school. He started the PGA tour, so he doesn't want anything to do. They made their decision. They're not allowed to play here. Let, let them go make their money. And, and, you know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but they're not well, they're not welcome back here. So we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it at that. So, you know, it, it is what it is. My, my point was, is that there's so many good players here. One or two is going to shoot five or five or six under, but you know, Jack's going to turn on that magic button after Thursday or Friday and bring those scores back. And it's not, Really, it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be like Colonial last last week, where six to nine under is is going to get it. Eight under actually got it done in a playoff. What do you but think it's going to get in? I think it's going to be in the. I'll say just in the low double digits. You know, I didn't research. Billy Billy Horschel is defending champion, and I don't think really anybody gets. You know better than me because you you do a lot more homework than me. But I'm thinking Billy was probably around fourteen under. That seems standard here. So I I think. I think, I think right. probably, yeah, I think probably around 12, four sets of threes or something, or, or, or something like that, you know, we'll, we'll get it done here. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it's somewhere in that, 
it'll be about the same, right? Because this course is never easy. It's always, it's always firm and fast, but I, I would think it's going to be right around 12, 13, 14 under opinion uh, comments on that. I, I'm, I'm pretty good on those. I'm pretty good on those numbers. So are you. Yeah. I mean, normally you know? I go a little bit deeper because they're the best players in the world, but I, th- I actually yeah. was expecting you to say it's going to be single digits again. And I was going to say, yeah. Oh, it's probably going to be in the 12 to 14 range. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think is. there's just too, there's just too much talent. You know, John's here. Scotty's here. X is here. Xander's here. Um, can't lace here. You got a lot of guys that are playing, you know, that are starting to come on form. I mean, Max home. I had a good week last week. Um, Victor Hovland's coming to his own. Ricky Fowler always plays good here. Sam Burns had a good week. There's a lot of thoroughbreds and a lot of quality. So my point is one of those thoroughbreds, one of those guys is going to shoot. Somebody's going to shoot five or six under one of those days and, and realize that they're playing pretty good and, and continue cracking par. So I'm in agreement with you. I'm going to call the 12 to 14 range. I don't, I'll go out on a limb. I hope I don't look like an idiot, but I don't see any 16, 18, 20 under par out here. You know, winning score last week, Grillo and Adam Shank in a playoff at, at eight under in a tournament, in, in a tournament that should have been over when Grillo was standing on the tee on 18 before he hit the, the big, the big flare. Right. And I'm backtracking a little into that tournament, but that, that golf course in those greens got out of control simply due to the fact that they're blowing up. They started blowing up the golf, excuse me, the golf course there Monday redoing everything and i think the i think the superintendent and the grounds crew and the pga tour are like let, let's just let it go let's 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 have some fun and 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 let's let's show the rollback the ball usga that we are playing a golf course at seven thousand yards where you're hitting irons off the tees and these guys are having fits and eight under gets it done so i guess i basically unofficially stated my opinion on rolling the ball back because it, it, as me and you have agreed many times you don't need to roll the ball back you need to firm the greens up and firm up the fairways and grow the rough, right? Yep. And that's all. And you just rolled the ball back, really. You just rolled the ball back right there. So it was it was a good week. It was a good playoff. Um, I, I I know Emmy pretty good. You know, Emmy, we talked about it. Emmy's been trending. It's a perfect golf course for him. It's Hilton Head where he played great. He played he played great in that Mexico tournament. And he has just been trending the right way. First one Adam in seven think, years. First win in seven years. I got to tell you, in 2016, I was in between. Somehow, I can't remember that far back, but I was in between bags, and Kyle Stanley had lost his game and, and was going through some putter yips. So I just finished the year with Matt Every, those eight or nine tournaments with Matt Every. So I was searching to see who was going to come into my life shortly after that. But Kyle Stanley called, and he's like, hey, let's get the – I need some help with these Corn Ferry Tour playoffs. And basically for four weeks – you know, three weeks or four weeks straight back in those playoffs. And we were, Grillo was coming on the scene from Argentina and we were paired with him every week. And he won two of those playoff events. And I think Kyle, we finished second, third to him in the final group, uh, both those times. So I saw what a star that Emmy Grillo was, you, you know, way back when his, his rookie year and golf's funny, right? I mean, now he goes, now he goes seven years. He went through some putting woes. I, I couldn't tell you the reason why I've heard, heard stories you know but it's not their public stories about you know his stroke getting off and he hired the right punting coach and and he's just a he's just a great guy and a great player and adam shank i mean i i, I told you we got paired with adam shank last year saturday and that ball just makes the sound right he's just, just down and through and it's just you know that and he's just a special ball striker 
I think he finished. This is his second second place finish of the year, right? He finished second at Tampa. Remember, he got posted up behind that tree. And yeah, you've been talking uh, about him for a while. Yeah, yeah I have been. I, I I look for him to win pretty soon. He, he he still looks like he gets a little bit riled up under pressure. There's a lot of questions to his caddy. I noticed on the television, um, a possible finger pointing at your caddy when you probably don't need to on on a Sunday when you need to take control of your own golf game yourself and not really blame somebody for a situation that's uncomfortable to you, so to speak, right? An uncomfortable situation. It's very easy to blame somebody else, but yourself, but, but he's, he's coming into his own bad luck for Harry Hall. I don't know Harry Hall much. You know, I know he played at UNLV. I know he's got the signature look with the old Hogan cap. Um, we warm it up to him or next to him early in the week. Um, and he's a big guy, right? He's like six, three or six, four. He's very thick. Big boy. Um, he, he, he swings it very eloquently. There's not a lot of speed there. He's, he's a finesse player, but my heart kind of went out to him a little bit because that tee shot that somehow got into that pond that is 340 yards down there through the trees. <laughs> I hit still, the tree. Well, listen, I see guys hit, hit it in the left trees and hit it in that pond on the second shot. You know what I mean? When it's rattling around the trees. So we'll never know how it got in there, but sometimes Matt, if you hit a ball in the tree, I've, I've noticed over the years that, they do wicked things like they can you think they're going to get knocked down by the tree but i think i feel like sometimes if this makes any sense to anybody they can hit the top of some branches and skid even even further out of the air yeah it had to do that because he couldn't believe it and you know i was watching we practiced after missing the cut saturday and traveled sunday but i i had a chance to watch every bit and i just really turned around for 30 seconds and and turned back to the TV and I saw his ball trickling in there. So I didn't even know it was his drive, right? I thought he got posted up in the trees, tried to chip out, caught a branch and it went out and that was all she wrote. And then two minutes later, I learned that with, they show the replay and I'm like, oh my God, that thing's not really, for a super bomber that can turn it and you don't want to turn it that much. Yeah, that pawn might be in play, but I, I can't remember my 15 times there ever seen a drive go in there so it was bad luck for him good news is he still finished third you know he's going to shuffle up quite nicely and retain his some serious status next year um i'll tell you a funny story uh as a scotty shuffler got beat a shot scotty shuffler once again didn't make a putt so i was sitting with teddy in the caddy in in the caddy lounge yesterday and he's a he's a jokester right he's happy go lucky teddy i go i got a question for you he goes what is it i go honest answer he goes okay i'll give you an honest answer because I heard this stat that the last 12 tournaments, T to green, he is smoking everybody. He is like plus 4.2, 4.3. No, you know what? Bobby, at Colonial, he yeah. was 15 strokes differential. From the field? Yeah. T to green? Is that unbelievable? It's unreal. And I, I heard in the last 12 tournaments that his worst stat, T to green, compared to the field was plus 3.86. Are you kidding me? So my point was to tell you, I go, listen, just answer me honestly. No disrespect to Brooks Kepka at Oak Hill. But I go, if, you, if he putts good that week, do you win? And he goes, do we win? And I go, yeah, you win by a couple. He goes, he goes, we win by at least a bold, bold statement. No disrespect to Brooks. And then he looks at me and he goes, Bob, do you know if he putted, if he's put in anywhere the last four, he told me, he goes, we should have won for the last four tournaments in a row. If he's putting halfway normal. And he says, he's making good strokes. He says, he's like, man, he's making good strokes. It's just kind of in the funk and the, and the ball's not going in and he's, and he's working super hard on it. So I look for him to be in, in the mix. I look for him to be in the mix again, but he's, Man, he is like a 
man, if something goes, he's like a pure domination stage, right? He kind of fucking won six times already this year, which is, man, there's some good players on this tour. (laughs) There's some really good players on this tour, man. And, and to be able to say something like that. So we're, we got a little showdown again. It's always good when the Latino and John Rom's in the field and, and Scotty's in the field too, because I think even with Xander and Cantlay and some other names that I have mentioned, you just feel like they're a click above that. Me personally, you know, Patrick hasn't won this year. He's got LaCava on the bag. I mean, I, I don't really think Patrick's really had many chances where he's given away one, but he, he doesn't seem, yes, he's consistent, but he doesn't seem to have the consistent year that he's had in the past. So with that being said, he is a past champion. He's very, he's very um, experienced here and he knows how to get it done. So it's going to be a good week, brother. It's going to be a good week. I don't really have much more. I don't really have much more rundown on, on on last week to tell you the no, truth i mean you know? I'll, I'll tell you right now towards the yeah. towards the later part of that round i i actually started to fall asleep right. i had to watch the replay again um because i thought i thought you might slow. say that honestly it got yeah a little well slow and it, it listen just, i'm not a big fan of the broadcast with this whole you're just gonna follow the final couple guys yeah. and yeah i don't know why I just don't get it from a PGA tour standpoint. And maybe it's this whole push that, Oh, we just got to keep the top names at the top and we've got to push the top guys up further because why are they not doing any promotion around the younger guys? Why are they not showing shots from some of these players that you don't know that well yet? Like this is a great opportunity with all the guys that went to live golf, all the big names, for yeah. the PGA tour to really promote their young talent and they're just yeah. not doing it. It's just, you all know, big names. Unfortunately, the PGA tour signs the contract with the networks, but it's the network has their own group on, on what they're going to do and what they're, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I felt I, I, I'm a big Emmy fan, you know, so I was rooting for, for Emmy, but uh, you know, even when he opened up the two shot lead or, or whatever, I just, you knew there was going to be drama and, and him to hit that big flare, right. And then the whole thing of waiting the 10 minutes for the ball to roll down the Creek. It's like, I was like, Emmy, what are you fucking doing? Get up there where it last cross. <laughs> I felt like he was icing himself, so to speak, you know, and you hear all the drunk guys out there. What I really noticed about this is I've heard that, you know, Harry Hall doesn't really, you know, I've heard that through the grapevine and I saw it firsthand that Harry Hand, you know, here's here's a guy that I'm surprised it didn't come up, a, a pace of play issue with him. Because did you notice they were, the next to last, the last group was two holes behind Emmy's group the whole time, yeah. you know. And, oh no, and they got that, put on the, didn't they get put they on did, the clock? Maybe 16, right? Yeah, maybe 16. Donnie said on 15 that they need to speed up or they got put on the clock. But yep. l- listen, let me tell you something. Even when, when you're trying to win a golf tournament and you're slow and you get put on the clock, it doesn't really fucking phase you. You just kind of wave them off. Yeah, we'll speed up or whatever. You, you know, at that point, you're trying to win a golf tournament. But Adam's pretty slow. And Harry Hall with the – man, I'm just not a big fan of the – you know, and, and, and a 20 footer and God, I wish I could stand up and do it, but the way with his feet and he's holding this putter like this, and then it's three more steps and then it's three more steps and then it's three more steps. It's like, for fuck's sake, man, I know you're a great putter, but I'm fucking falling asleep. And Matt's already sound asleep. I, right I was now. snoring. I you think. know? Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was, that was sucky. I wouldn't want to say like the, the, the live was more exciting because I didn't watch any of the live other than on the computer Bobby, and just chasing a litter board. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll you can say the it. Live golf tournament was yeah. more exciting. I mean, it really yeah. was. 
But let's yeah. hang on. Let's let's yeah. Pull I'm back not jumping into that because yeah. penny bets were in yeah, effect, well, and I beat yeah. you yet again. So well, how many am I up to? So well, Scotty Scheffler takes out Jordan Speed. So I'm up to four thousand, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we don't have... put me in a bad mood, Matt. Don't put me in a bad mood, man. I'm sorry. Don't put me in a bad mood. Okay, go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> what else are you going to say? I'm giving you shit. No, so now we got the penny bet for the Memorial Tournament. So 1,000 pennies. Yeah. And pick. Well, well, I get well, to go well, first. Let's go back. Can, can everybody give Matt congratulations for that genius pick, Scotty Scheffler? Wow. That was tough. It's but tough. Lawrence, what, what's tough. funnier is that Bobby may pick somebody that misses the cup. <laughs> Jordan, the first day I came home and I'm like, I'm watching the TV after I ran and I'm like, I don't hear nobody talking about Jordan on TV. Like, this is not good for me. Except him slashing out of the trees. So we're going to, let's go ahead. And, yeah, I kind of went over the field this yeah. week. I mean, you, you know, so let's go ahead and through it. Let's, and which one of the two, two big kahunas are you going to pick? Because I'm probably oh, going to pick the other one. I was just going to, I was actually going to say that this is going to be quite surprising. Oh, yeah. I have a hunch. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, man, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to pick the winner of the Belmont this year. If they, you're going to pick who I think you're going to pick right now, and I'll be honest with you, go ahead. Who is it? All right, I'm going to go with the shocking pick of Scotty Scheffler. You fuck. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick Ricky. Oh, <laughs> I, trust me, I, I thought about okay. Ricky. Ricky has played well, well there, and the flat stick yeah. is going. But with how Scotty Scheffler's in the damn ball, I if know. he can just roll, roll some putts, just roll. get it online. Get it I online from 15 or, feet or more. And I think he's going to run away with this thing with how great yeah. he's striking the ball. Okay. So I, I like that. So I'll take John Rom. There you go. You know, so we I got, mean, there's the one, we got two. one and two, <laughs> two yeah. geniuses together. We got Sorry. number one and two. Sorry, one guys. And two in the world. Yeah. We got one and two in the world. You know, I was sitting here stewing, doing my notes and I'm like, God, ah, there's, we don't have live for fucking like three more months or something a, like that. Yeah, Remember I told insane. you that. I told you that they're hitting a run now where they're having two or three tournaments that are absolutely, um, you know, exactly one month apart. But I was like, man, can we, 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 can we do any kind of exotics or something like exotics. that? And I, I exotic bed or something yeah, like that, I like but that. I can't really, I, I can't really what think would it of, be? See I don't one know. I gave you a gift there. We'll get into oh that my later. God, I can't and who are these guys? So who are our followers? Are like, oh, I'm so proud of Bobby He's giving C1 Kim respect. I mean, I just, Bob, I, I just cooked and got <laughs> Doc and gave it right to you. Here's the crazy <laughs> thing: is that yeah. the live lovers, like they're yeah. actually liking the episodes that much more. We have quite a few yeah. audience members that love live golf, and that was yeah. shocking to me because. Of, you know, in the beginning and everything, like there were the lines drawn and whatnot. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of brought you over to the dark side a little bit with sure. uh, kind of enjoying some live golf banter back and forth. But right. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm surprised that they listen to the podcast because we do kind of like when we get into yeah. the bad, but now we have the earmuffs moment to when yeah. I tell the audience, if you're a yeah, you head stop listening. But what's hilarious is that that audience member that gave you respect for respecting C1. Is he the one that's been shelling us on live? Hate? Uh, no, I don't think so. This was a, oh. this was a new one, I think, but um, basically in a nutshell, that was after I said, earmuffs so mm -hmm. the live lovers uh -huh. some of them are still tuning in at that point when, yeah. I, when we get into the well, bad i think they kind of like it 
Yeah, well, there's there's more bad. That well, I didn't. You remember last week? I don't really have anything bad to say about Live after everything was a thumbs up. But you know, I I think this week when we get there, there's a couple topics I'm going to bring up that, that oh, they definitely want to they want to have their earmuffs on. So no exotic bets. We'll just go mono 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 because okay. because because it's John Ron versus Scotty Scheffler. May I mean, the best fan win. I'll give you a what an what option. Okay, so throw it. I, I like options. I'll, I like I'll, options. You can pick anybody you want, uh-huh. and I'll go with Ricky Fowler. And I can pick. You can pick anybody. Anybody else. I want. Anybody else outside of the two God, I like selected. Rick. Really, yeah. I like. Man, I do like Ricky this week, but but I'll take that bet and I'll take Patrick Canley. Boom! Done. There yeah. we go. We got okay, two. so we got a so yeah. we got a little exotic. We got an exotic there. Next chapter, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the page. What's well, the next chapter? Matt? Now we're to Live Golf DC. And we, we're right, going to recap Austria. that. So we're going to start our off with the favorite. good. We, we yeah, absolutely go. love this, guys. So for all yeah. of our audience members and so forth, we're going to talk about... So for anybody who's a new listener, we dive into Live Golf and we break it into two segments. The first segment is the good, okay? This is for all you live lovers um, that absolutely are obsessed with Live Golf. It's your new little puppy. You're petting it. You love it. You don't want anything bad to happen to it. You, n- nobody can say anything bad about it. So this is your segment, okay? Then we're going to get to the bad segment, which is where yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna let you know ahead of time. I'm going to say earmuffs, everybody, which is basically your time. That uh, That's your warning. If you want to continue listening, you certainly can. Certainly, we already found out last week that some of the live lovers are still listening after the earmuffs moment. So um, that being said, let's start off with the good. And Harold Varner the third gets a victory. Are you shocked by that? Well, I guess. No, I guess I'm not because he's been. No, I'm not because there's 48 men in the field and he's been and he's been playing well. And so he's so he's 12 under, right? And this is his, this was his, first of all, I got to open it up by saying this. I was, you, you know, there was many episodes ago when he first went that I did not say some nice things about, about him because I felt like he was getting a little stuck up, you know, and I felt like he was embracing a superstar role that he hadn't earned over here yet. He was never in danger of ever winning a golf tournament. Yes, he won the Australian Open and he won a big Dubai tournament by chipping in for Eagle. One of my good friends, Ricey, we call him Ricey, works for him. Um, he's got kids at home. I'm super stoked for him. But I've done a complete 360 about oh. Harold Bar- I have done a 360 about Harold Barner. Okay, that too. 180, 360, 240. <laughs> I've, I've changed. You're you supposed know, to be the I math guy on this show. He's a, To me, he's not a top 25 or a top 30 player in the world. He's like a, a borderline top 50, top 60, top 70 player in the world. My personal opinion, if he's playing the PGA Tour, um, the whole time, because just numbers will tell me that it's easier to win, win on the live tournament because I feel like you got 10 to 12 guys that we discussed to be. And over here, basically, I feel like you there's it's so deep. Our talent is so deep over here. You got to beat 100 guys any any given week. But I'm going to tell you some good things that that uh, that 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 I've heard from Harold Varner that I like. And I'm going to say, and, and I think I can summarize it in this quote that he said 20 years and he runs a big foundation and he's a giver, right? And he pays his caddy a phenomenal guarantee and a phenomenal amount of money besides the 400 grand that Rice he made for winning last week. Sounds crazy to say that 400 grand. And that's not even 
talking about what little PCs caddies supposedly are going to get off. I'm of in the, the wrong 20- business. We got to get into yeah, that. Bobby. I'm oh, in the right business. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the right business. It just hasn't gone my way yet, but I'm going to stay super patient and super positive. But I read this thing that Harold Barner said. He said, let's be honest, 20 years from now, nobody's going to remember that I won this tournament. But 20 years from now, through my charitable donations and the lives that I'm going to help change from from little kids that, that are behind the eight ball growing up, people are going to remember me for that. So I want to just say congratulations to Harold Varner for having your head on straight and doing the right things. And I was a little, I was a little butthurt when you went to, to live, but I'm going to give him credit for that comment right there. And I'm going to give him credit for this. People are going to say that fat ass Perez said this, but fat ass Perez never really said this. Harold Varner was straight up. I'm not growing the game. I'm not doing anything, but this is a 20 or $25 million guarantee. You know, I can't, I can't say no to it. You know, and he's called those guys out. And I that's probably the shit section of live. I shouldn't go there, but I got ultimate respect for I have ultimate respect for Harold Varner. And I hope I hold him at a, as a human being as a higher standard than 80 percent of the people that I have met in my 58 years of life. So congratulations to you, Harold. I know you're doing the right Love thing that. with this money. I know you got to be a hell of a parent. I know you're super happy at home. I know you're a Jordan brand ambassador. Besides the one guy that we're talking about, finally, we have a Jordan brand ambassador that doesn't show off like he's somebody, a Jordan brand ambassador. He's representing and he's doing all the right things to help needy kids. And, and honestly, the majority of them are probably going to be African, African-American needy kids who really didn't have a – due to certain special circumstances, they were going to have a tough life. And he's if you just change one life. You, it, it's a successful mission. And I'm not going to get misty about this, but I have the ultimate respect for Harold Farner. So kudos to him. I hope he knocks I hope he knocks off another one, man. That'd be great because I know most of that money goes to him, but I know a boatload of that money is going to his foundation to change lives. And that means a lot to me as a parent, right? A lot to me as a parent. So that's really what I got to say about Harold. Well, it, it means a lot to me as well because of the standpoint that growing up as a kid, my parents were well off. I mean, my dad was a gym right. teacher and also a coach. And then my mom worked part time while she was raising us kids. And I could, I, they couldn't afford, let's just put it this way. They couldn't afford to put yeah. me in a country club. Same I couldn't go me. play golf all the time. So I would oftentimes, I always kind of joke around that, you know, I would, they had a big window in the, in the front of the house and I would f- hit flop shots over the house and I would put pressure on myself to always aim over that window because I knew if I ever yeah. scolded, it's right. going through that window right. and my We've father was going to kill me. Yeah, yeah so exactly. For what Harold Varner is doing, which is a big passion of mine, is around growing the game of golf for those that can't go out and play all the right. time and right. you know have these benefits because golf, let's face it, is expensive. And that's one of the things that we need to fix in um, it, just within the golf industry and within the golf world is to make golf more accessible for more people. So Harold Varner, great work yep. being done there. Um, congrats what a on champion. the W and now champion. to the team side where Torque GC, this is Mito's team. So Mito, Joaquin Neiman, right. uh, the Chikara, I mean the whole group yeah. there. And uh, they take the team title. So this is their second team title. Right. And I was actually wondering from you, if you knew okay. how, if the caddies are compensated for the team so, victories. 
So I, I tried to get a hold of Scott McGinnis, who is Mito's, uh, Mito's caddy. They finished third, and that's well over a million. So I know he made a boatload there. He didn't – I couldn't get a hold of him because – and I don't know if Scott's a straight-up guy if he could tell me exactly what the deal is. But to, 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 to put it into understandable terms for everybody out there in a nutshell, if this team makes – what do they make? Do you know what they make per person? Seven hundred fifty thousand a guy. Yeah, is it something like that? Yep. If if you win, so it's th- so it's three million. So the deal is take seventy five percent out of that, and it goes back to live golf. Okay, and then twenty five percent is put into the kitty. So they're going to be. The, I, I would imagine that every team I have read has different deals where caddies are paid a certain stipend or something like that for expenses, and then at the end of the year when they add up all the team money, then they will back that out. And if there's anything left over, then the caddies will get that. But to to make it even simpler, if you took out, you know, that means there's $750,000 left to split amongst four guys, right? Which is a shade under 200 grand. A W is a W. So if they're doing it like we do it out here on the tour, you know, that is 10% to that caddy. So that's probably an extra 60 or- that's for the individual, right? Or, well, you're talking about the team side. Well, the team, I think they get seven hundred fifty thousand each. Yeah. It's a three, and I could be off. It's so it's three mil, It's three million total, right? Split amongst four guys. Disclaimer: seven fifty. We're not exact. Yeah, on this I'm guessing. Disclaimer: <laughs> I'm fucking guessing. Basically, I think it comes out to nothing. It comes out well, fifty or sixty grand is nothing. But I can't really answer that because I've read that all teams have different deals on that. But I can tell you one thing that I've noticed, and you have too, watching this live. This team thing ain't fucking exciting anymore. It's not no. exciting at all. Well, you see those guys literally standing around and granted Mito finishes third, right? So he was their top guy and they're just kind of like, yeah, we, we won the team event. Great. Yeah. And Sebastian Munoz, Sebastian Munoz is on that team. He hadn't been playing good. He was in the cellar a couple of weeks ago. He had off the grade. He finished eight under tied for fourth right there. So his, uh, it's funny story. He, his, his caddy, Jose Campra, I know very well. So he used to be Emmy's caddy, Grillo's caddy, when he came over. And he's he's also a very famous instructor from Argentina, and he was a great okay. Argentinian golfer himself. So, um, you know, so it, so I don't know where I'm going with that. I just think I it's ironic either, that I like Emmy, it. why I know Emmy's caddy went, Emmy's caddy went, Emmy wins, and then Eddie, Emmy's ex caddy. You, you know, Jose, who's been very successful since then with Sebastian Munoz and other Latinos, like Scott Piercy, even he even won with Scott Piercy in the past. He he has a team that wins. But I will tell you this. I think the exciting part for those guys like like that team right there is is pops and champagne. Right. It's a yeah. little production out there on the stage. And I get think on the podium. That's it. And I don't think these caddies are like, yeah, it's an extra 40 or 50 or 60 grand or something like that. But I feel like these caddies are making so much money. And my point is, is that the team thing just doesn't make, it's not doing it for me anymore, Matt. I like, it's not doing I it like for my me. range goats, but I'm with you that it's kind of, they didn't do enough around the teams this year. I thought it was yeah. going to be a lot more heavily focused on the teams yeah. and right. it just isn't. Um, it it now, just isn't. One of the things that I do now is I, and I apologize if people, well, we'll get into this in the bad, the earmuff section, but I, I mute the broadcast. So I yeah, just watch shots after shots, um, which mm-hmm. it's funny because our guy Mook over in Australia, he Mook. sent, he sent a message to us and uh, I wanted to tell you on air that 
he uh, he mentioned he would love to see us do a live golf commentary. So basically, um, us do the podcast live on mm-hmm. YouTube, for instance, during a live mm-hmm. golf event, and just call call the interesting shot by shot, right? So right. I think yeah. that would be kind of cool if schedules would match up on something yeah. like that. Obviously, yeah. you'd have to let yeah. me know if you were ever available right. for um, one of right. those. But uh, I think that that would actually be quite fun in order to do. You know, on the right week, that would be. Do you do you have the technology to do something like that? I know you're an ace at these kind of things. We can. Yeah, that would be. That would be. That would be. Oh man, I would have to really put my filter (laughs) on, wouldn't I? I mean, we're calling. We would be calling it live, live, Bobby, to where like. There's, there's no, switch around. They switch around. So yeah, they switch around. So, oh my God, can you hear me? I don't know why we're going to Mickelson right now. He's fucking nine over par and he's in the trees again. Oh, there, there it goes. What a coincidence. (laughs) And what a, (laughs) anybody see that? (laughs) Terrible shot again. And uh, I hope we don't see him anymore. (laughs) Speaking of, speaking of Mickelson, is he a professional golfer still? Cause he just shot nine over and who did he beat? Oh gosh, hang on, hang on. I apologize to the live lovers. We are now kidding. I might as well just say it. We are to the earmuff section. Like we had our nice little segment about Harold Varner the third, but now this is your warning. I apologize for the previous comments that Bobby and I both made, but now's the time to where you want to either go full earmuffs or just leave the podcast at this point, because now we're going to get into the bad. And yeah, Bobby, I mean, that would be an absolute blast and it would be something along lines of oh here goes the roller coaster swing of matthew wolf and yep oh my god another mental issue there he is falling apart bobby you see it oh and we're jumping over to the next shot here and uh oh there it is right into the bunker oh i don't even know who that player is maybe it's uh andy ogletree but (laughs) wait listen listen you can't you can't shit on my man, Andy Ogletree. No. Nobody can shit on Andy Ogletree anymore because I gave the head thumbs up to this guy when I worked. I told you two years ago in you Sony, did. this is this is some kind of, this is not, this is a U.S. amateur champion that ain't no James P.R., right? This guy is a fucking thoroughbred, the real deal. I told you he was dealing with back issues for two for two years. He's won twice on the Asian Tour. He's throwing up all these low numbers. He just finished. Six and it's funny that you bring up Andy. But he's Ola a substitute, right? Yeah, but he's not going to be a substitute next year. No. He's going to be a full. He's going to be a full blown live player. And actually, this is a unique situation where live golf actually helped a player. Right? I'm not saying it helped James Piot, other than fill his bank account, or David Puig from ASU, which it filled his bank account. Chikar is a great talent. He got a W. Yes, it worked out good for him. But in the circumstance of Andy Ogletree, I think it's fantastic because he he had no status. He was injured. It, it's not his fault. He got hurt. Right. And yeah. he had nowhere to play, so he really didn't have a choice. But I've, everybody mark my words. This Andy Ogletree is going to be a live winner at some point in his career because he just has that much game. He does. He moves it. He's got hands. He does everything good. And I saw it up close for a week in Sony. I mean, you know, sure, my Bobby, point look was, at Tulsa, right? Tulsa, he goes yeah, out and he plays. He fills under. in for one round, shoots eight he under. Shoots eight, then, Second low score of the day. Yeah. Then he yeah. comes into this event 
and he actually gets a full three days and finishes sixth. That's got to be a pretty yeah. good payday for him. Okay, so so the reason why I went all queued up on Andy Ogletree, other than that, was do you remember last week when I brought up that that fucking Claude Harmon the third shot off his mouth? Did you happen to I, read, I read the that, shit? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you read everything he said. So it's funny. So I can hardly wait. I can hardly wait. Obviously, everybody knows he teed off on Brandel Chamblay. Everybody should know that Claude Harmon is getting paid a very high percentage from his players. Of course, he is a, a he is a live lover. You know, I'm not going to shell him any more than that. But the things he said shouldn't come out of a coach's mouth. A coach is like a caddy. You stay in the background and you let the players do the talking. But he shelled Brandle. He shelled Eamon Lynch. More importantly, he shelled Will Zalatoros for no given reason. He shelled Max Homa. There's two of the most likable guys out here calling them non-superstars and that they weren't that good. When nobody really said was nobody disrespected Brooks Kepka during his no. injury. Nobody. And he's just gets all butt hurt over something like that. So he fires off this thing. And there was another nice player, a super good player out here that he shelled too. I can't remember who it was. So I'm going to go into two things. So Joe Greiner, who's Max Homa's caddy, we're sitting all in this. We have this little, we get the ladies locker room at Colonial last week. And Joe walks in the next morning. He looks at me and he goes, do you read what that fucking Claude Harmon said about Max and Will Zalatoros? And that comes up and I go, he goes, how fucking dare he? I'm going to tell you what, Claude Harmon, when these guys show up at the U.S. Open here in a couple of weeks at L.A. North, he's going to get confronted. From Joe Griner, from this kid, from from Max Homa's caddy, he's going to get confronted from Max Homa. God, I can't remember for the life of me who the other player was, but they are not fucking happy that he said that because that is disrespecting these guys who stayed loyal to the PGA Tour. And I'm going to say it again, Claude, you're a fucking coach. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> You've been riding your dad's coattails. Uh, yes, I know you started with Brooks early, and I'll give you credit on that. You also got fired from Brooks. And do you remember the day when, when we were hanging out, Claude, and you were shitting all over Brooks behind his back? I remember, Claude. You can hide <laughs> it from everybody else. But most of your shit is inherited. That golf school you had at the Floridian daddy gave you yeah, your deal in saudi or daddy gave it to you claude does it hurt your feelings when something's broken with your players that they fucking go right into vegas and they drive and they fly right over your daddy's golf course at jim crane's golf course and go right by you to figure out what the real problem is Ooh. so enough said about that so my point is, is, is well i'm on a heater because i it's like i like listening to Eamon lynch too right so he shells chamblay and Eamon lynch comes to his defense and in Eamon lynch's article he goes so and so brooks kepka playing against these andy ogletrees Eamon, shame on you for saying that you just fucking stoop down to claude's level uh, you know you sit no, behind Eamon, a fucking Eamon's done that he's done yeah. that throughout shame this whole on entire you. live pga yeah. tour like, shame he, on you he's he's you, been the one in my opinion that has the bit has been the biggest anti-live golf throughout this entire right, thing for sure so 100 i'm with you on that you can't shit on yeah. yoga tree no why would you you sit behind a fucking teleprompter and you're a highly intelligent man obviously or you got somebody doing some great writing and i've enjoyed all the great things that you've written but shame on you for shitting on andy yoga tree you you're not I'm not going to say you're not me, but you never stood next to this guy. You don't know what kind of talent is really there. You don't, you didn't research your history on his injuries and stuff like that. And just shame on him for saying that because that's the fucking problem where we're at right now is that this media guy on this side says this about this media guy. And they just go like this and they make it fucked up for the, 
fucked up for the rest of us. And I don't dig that shit anymore, man. I don't dig that shit. Uh, do you want to know? We're past story? the negative. We're yeah. to the positive side of golf. Yeah, we're to the positive side. I run into Blake Smith at, at Dallas last week. Blake, Blake Smith is Scotty Scheffler's agent. More importantly, he is Brooks Kepka's agent. And I tell him, congratulations. I make a snide comment about Claude. He just shakes his hand and we both are in agreement. And his dad's Randy Smith, right? The famous Randy Smith who teaches Scotty. But our our, our conversation and I break the ice and, and, and I go, Blake, can I tell you something? He goes, yeah, what's up? I go, isn't there a way that these people, we can find a way like we discussed where these ten, these eight or ten guys on the live tour that should be in the majors, right? And he 100% agreed. And he told me, he goes, Bob, I don't lie. I'm not a live lover. I don't love anything about live. I'm a businessman and I represent my clients. And when they sign these big contracts, I get my 15%. And that's what I'm supposed to do. But I don't have any love for live. And I 100% agree with you that there are 10 guys on that live tour that should be playing in four majors every single year. And we touched on this last week that, yep. that everybody's, that, that you know you can say get norman out of there norman's not he, there was never growing the game to norman we know that we know the real story there we know the real story why he hasn't been visible this year is because he doesn't want to catch it you know he doesn't want to catch a bone saw or something like that they, they they've handcuffed him right they told him to shut your fucking mouth and let's turn this into a business and yeah, see where it goes we you haven't know. heard from him you haven't heard a goddamn thing from him in the last two or three years so that's that's kind of that's a little bit of a little bit of my hate that here I have Brooks Kepka's agent that totally agrees with what I that what I say that we I've all got to to find a way and I was talking to a tailor made rep on the range too Todd Chu which is he's like number two command on 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 the tour and we were talking about live and and stuff like that and it's an interesting story but all of these manufacturers didn't are not re-signing any of these players to the contract until to a new contract until last week titleist sent somebody to dc and they of course they re-signed cam smith titleist re-signed cam smith to a deal that's that's not out in the press. Here's another thing that that pull hook golf that Matt Cook and Bobby Brown are going to drop that we're not going to get credit for that people are going <laughs> to run when they find out in three or four days. And I just found it out hours ago. So there's the first step to, wow. to re-signing to re-signing a live golfer because these manufacturers are staying away from it. They don't want to be involved because they I, we said before it's all about retail sales and dollars to them. And you never knew who you're going to offend when you bring up that you represent a live golfer. So there's the first step. Somebody finally re-signed somebody. Titleist sent a, a, a team member of theirs. I'm not going to mention his name, but they sent a team member of theirs, uh, theirs to to talk to Cam and sign the deal. So he is he is resigned. But we got to figure out a way. These guys are never going to play back on this tour. But there's ten of them. We all know. You know, you can go from Dustin from Brooks down to Mito Pereira or or Taylor Gooch. You know, where these guys they deserve to play in majors and, and I'll, 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 I'll leave it at that. But I got some more live hate. If you want me to bring it up too, when we get there. Well, I got, I got a little bit more here. So number okay, one, go. and that was a great start, by the way, to kick it okay. off with the whole Claude Harmon thing, because what a yeah, joke that yeah. whole thing was now live golf, not having an event for an entire month. It's My a God. huge mistake. Huge. Yeah. I mean, for you especially, because <laughs> you're routing me right now on penny bets. Well, this is insane that you have all this momentum that you have built up. Guys are start yeah. finally starting to look like they're in form. And now all of a sudden you're going to go a month off. Like, are these guys, and with the whole DP World Tour issues and everything, where are these guys going to play? 
I mean, I guess yeah. they're going to go play on the Asian tour deal that they have. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. International series, whatever it's called. I just, yeah. it, that's insane to me. And then the other one that I have here. Well, is, let's see. Let, know- let's back up. We know, we, we know that, that Brooks, Dustin, Cam Smith will be Bryson will be at the U S open. The US right? open. Yep. So they, they got that. So they'll, they'll, they'll play at the U S open. They'll play at LA North. Okay. That, those that's four of them. I guess there's probably kind a couple more I'm up. missing. Yeah. Because that's not, I mean, obviously that's not this coming week, but that's the following week, right? Yeah. The week, yeah. The week after next we're in Canadian open next week and then, yeah. and then LA North. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some of them and there's more than four. I just can't tell you if you, you know, Joaquin Neiman is, is in there or Harold's in there or, uh, or I think Mito's in there because I think if you finish in the top four or five in some of these majors, you carry an exemption into the next year. So let's just say that there's six to eight guys in live that are going to be playing, but there's 40 to 42 guys, right. As your point is Matt, that won't be playing for a month straight other than maybe Asian tour. Right. Exactly. And, and if and you turn you that lose the fan momentum as well, like the yeah, fans, yeah. it's yeah. tough to get them riled back up. I know they're going to do a ton on social media. Um, they're going to have to invest a lot in just creating those clips and getting everything back up and running again. It just, it seems like a lot to have this momentum and then it dies off and then yep. you try to build yep. it back up again. It's like, that's yep. why professional, um, sports you end up seeing to where they continuously play through um, right. until the end of the season. And that's one of the issues with and let golf me, and the setup. And where are they going? They're going to Valderrama next, right? Yeah. World-class, super hard. I hear out of control can really bring a player to his knees golf course, Valderrama, which is not good for live because it's over because it's overseas. So they're not going to get the American crowds. Cause I heard the crowds were pretty decent at DC. You know, they were, of course they were decent at DC. You know, it's a, it's a Trumpy course and it's DC. So quite a few people are going to go that don't hate his guts pretty much, but they're <laughs> yeah. not going, they're not going to get, they're not going to get much. They're not going to get very many very many views. And didn't you think it, it was funny that they announced that this week because of the whole CW gaffe when they lost coverage last time that they, it was a little mini pay-per-view on YouTube where you could pay three bucks yeah. to watch it on YouTube or something like that. And three oh, things aren't good, good for live right now too. You get three players at WD last week, right? Jason Kokrak, we, we got a whole story coming up here in a few minutes on 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 Matt Wolf and Thomas Peters and you know Thomas Peters and, and Matt Wolf you can put in the crybaby crybaby I I don't want to play I you know I don't feel great category um, Jason Kokrak I don't I don't know if something happened to Jason he's not a big quitter or anything like that he can get a little moody out there but he really he might have had a sixth and an eighth place finish this year, but it just doesn't look good when there's 48 guys and three, three of your players WD, right? It's just not a good look. I'm sorry. You can it's say it's injuries all. or something like that, but it's just, it's just not a good look. So things, things aren't great for them. It's Matt not. Wolf. Well, Matt that, Wolf. that was a Sunday WD, right? Yeah. Well, we, so, he's a quitter, you uh, know, Bobby. he's a quitter. How many WDs did he have last year? Cause I have mental issues. I mean, yeah. I, hey, listen. I, I did shed light on the mental issues. I, I do fully appreciate that Matt Wolf was at least open and honest about all that. Like we should yeah, I think pick that's fun a at it, shit. but well, listen, listen, it's 2023 <laughs> and listen, I'm not playing with a full deck. 
I got God didn't did God didn't throw my hand down. I don't with think anybody's playing with a full deck. I'm nowadays. not playing. So I I personally am embracing 2023, where it's okay to not be okay, right? Yeah. Because I have friends that we all. I'm in that category. I have friends in that category. I'm good friends with Grayson Murray. He's a poster child for that category, and he's realizing that. But I'm not. I'm just going to say my own personal opinion. I'm not buying it with Matt Wolf. I've seen his antics out there in the golf course for years. He's a he's a pussy. He's being a pussy, and he does don't want to you know and he's being a fucking quitter so the bottom well, did you line see is that he has been scrubbed he booted yeah he well got, he's he got brooks scrubbed from take, brooks twitter ain't taking that everything shit. brooks ain't taking that shit he got fucking scrubbed from mickelson's team last year too for the same shit for finishing fucking last and quitting and whining and playing practice rounds by himself out there is he and, done hey, at live golf do what, you think no, somebody's going to pick. Well, I don't know, but somebody's going to pick him up because he is a talent when he gets his shit together for two or three, for and two or three got weeks. Guaranteed but, money, right? You got to still pay him. Yeah, he's got guaranteed money. I think those guys got all that money up front, didn't they? I don't I think know. Those those guys that were honest about their contracts got their money up front. But I'm just telling you from a Bobby Brown PGA Tour standpoint, we we knew what kind of a pussy he was. And he's just a big fucking woe is me quitter. I'm not buying the fucking mental. Yeah, maybe he's got mental health issues and that kind of stuff. But if you're getting paid a boatload of money. Be a man and go out there and fucking do your job. It's fucking four and a half hours to play fucking golf. Life ain't that bad, man. You just got fucking engaged. You got a cute wife. You have a nice dog. Life is good for you, Matt Wolf. What the fuck are you doing? But Brooks Kepka ain't playing that fucking game. You know he fucking couldn't wait to fucking fire this motherfucker and bring somebody in. Watch him bring in. I would love for him to bring in Andy Ogletree. Just say fuck you and watch Andy Ogletree because Andy that Ogletree be. would be a, that would be a nice that would be a nice that would be a nice fit. You know, it's it's Brooks's team, right? And you yeah. know that, and you know Brooks's very strong personality. You're not going to cross him, and you're not going to make him look bad. So shame on you, Matt Wolf. But I I thought that was I thought that was so funny when I got done with work today, and 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 no laying out beat us to the punch on this they one did. that they figured they that they figured it out, that they figured it out before we figured it out. But I'm not surprised. But it just goes that that's a bad look that three of your three good three really good players you know, fucking WD in, in one event. I'm not buying all three of them were hurt. That's for sure. I'm not buying it. It doesn't Definitely. happen out of fucking out of 48 guys. It's just not, I just have a hard time buying it. Did you, did you also see that Alex, Alex Maselli, if I'm saying it right, he's an old time reporter out here. He's been spending a lot of time on live. So basically in the next 24 to 72 hours, they are officially going to break their, their, um, so how you get relegated and that kind of stuff. There's an article on it if you want to pull it up tonight. But and I read through it quickly. He just went over some some quick topics and and I'll share it with everybody. So yeah, the do. people that the, the people that won't get relegated are team captains, right? So there's so many teams. Of course, that fucking Polter Ego team has three team captains. I don't know why Westwood <laughs> him and fucking you know they say Polter says he owns a business. I don't think this business is making any money. So those guys can't get rele- relegated, right? So anybody that has a contract. So the deal is 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 the top twenty four. Anybody outside the top twenty four that 
so 25, let's say 25 through 44, because 45, 46, 47, and 48 are good night fucking Irene, right? And that shame on that fucking Perez is actually, he must have been scared last year. He worked on his game. He's actually finishing in the top 25 and top 30. Uh, so it would take yeah. a Chris, it would take a Christmas miracle for him to get relevated. As <laughs> much as I went to Catholic school and I prayed for this day to happen, I just don't <laughs> think it's going to happen, man. So, so four guys are going to get relevated. Obviously, the C1 Kim, our boy C1. Juan Kim is a mathematical lock to get relegated. And then I think you go to James Piott and possibly David Puig and, and somebody else. So those guys are going to have to go back to an international series or a Q school. So basically 25 through 44 is going to be an open market <clears throat> for like trades and waivers or something like that, where they can, they can trade to other teams. So I, I don't, I, I don't know any more details than that. I know that they're going to have a Q school coming up at the end of the year where those four guys that get relegated can try and earn their status back. Who wants C1 Kim back? I have no idea. Probably. I do, I do for the yeah, penny well, bets yes. because now yeah, for the penny bets. I, well, as soon as I get on a roll again, you're not, I'm never going to make that mistake again. So you don't have well, to worry about that. You're going to have to beat C1 on that one. So yeah, I could, I yeah. do have good news for you though. I know you're disappointed what? about the Pat Perez stuff, but <coughs> here's the thing. Yeah. according to one of our audience members and you'll, you'll love okay. this Cody, okay. he said that he right. was sitting at Sky Harbor. He was about to take a flight out. Phoenix which Airport. By, which, yeah. by the way, he would love a Titleist rope hat if uh, you're willing to send him one. And then really? on top of that, the... Uh, oh, good news is, is I never get any messages like that. <laughs> the other uh, <laughs> the other piece here is that Perez, yeah. he must be feeling the pinch. Why? Because... Well, you know, there's somebody in that relationship with him. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's the obvious. So there was no private jet that uh, was flown Pat Perez from D.C. back to Phoenix Sky Harbor. No, no, no. He was on a commercial flight, Bobby, on a commercial mm -hmm. flight back. So uh, he saw him mm -hmm. and he said that he wasn't looking so hot. Um, just got the good old mullet. He's like, he looked terrible. So doing the go, dock Bobby. walk through the fuck. During the dark, Mr. Fucking Big Time. You know, his reputation out here was the king of mooching private flights, right? Trying to mooch a flight <laughs> on Adam Scott's plane or on, or, or mooch with Dustin or mooch with Sergio. We Everybody in the so came in the mooch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never ponying up a penny or anything like that. You got an open seat for me? You know, you got an open seat for me? You got an open seat? The whole fucking fat ass duck waddle walk and what wasn't he popping off didn't didn't it say that all those guys on on dustin's team rolled in in private jets to mayakoba too wasn't that like a a topic or something like that so oh yeah oh well I, they, times well, are tough well, times are tough in the streets well he, he must have just made that big quarterly payment or something it's a you know he might have made a, a huge quarterly payment and she His might have bought might have called <laughs> yeah hey, she, hey. she might have made a million another five hundred thousand dollar purchase of that gaudy fucking furniture that's fucking rolling around their house do you ever see the pictures of what, how she's decorated that house you're raising fucking children in that house <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my God. And that's what is coming wrong from a with parent. these people? Yeah. What is wrong with these people? God almighty. Give them a playroom, man. Just give them a playroom where they can be kids. Not where you're going to show up your mausoleum where it looks like people are getting cremated. Oh, I'm in a hate mood yeah. right now. Oof. Well, let's get, what I mean, since, since you're in that mood, let's get yeah. to the golf picks, but louder to where yes. we choose the last place individual. Yes. We gamble on that. And then we bet on the worst place team. Now, 
I don't know why in your right mind, you might've gotten street cred from your buddy on YouTube, who's a live lover. And he was waiting for the day that Bobby would be positive about live golf and did not pick C1, but man, you gave up the golden goose, the cash cow. I mean, I don't know how else to put this, but when you decided to go for your just rivalry with Pat Perez and my hatred, your hatred towards yeah. him. And then for you me, said just you were to proud swoop of, in, you I said you were proud of, you because, of me for yeah. doing that because I put 10 bucks in your pocket. You <laughs> cocksucker. So I, yeah. I take the individual victory. C1 does not disappoint in live yeah. golf events. Let's put it this way, folks. If there was a guy who was not meant for live golf events, it's C1 Kim. R- Right, right. Give him, give him the PGA Championship four times a year. <laughs> Let him take his oh, T sixty two, right, man. Well, if he gets relegated, <laughs> I wonder if he can come back to whatever tour he wants to uh, play on. We'll see. But well, he was uh, never, he was never on this tour over. He, he'll be, you know, those guys that get relegated if they don't earn their status back, they go right back to the Asian tour, which is how we got got here in basically in the first place. There so the summarize that Matt clipped me, Matt I clipped me you. for. So I that mean, it wasn't close. Plus. I mean, C1 is no, a freaking gem no, of, I mean, you, no. you have to pick one between one to three guys you might have a yes. chance with, you yeah. might yeah. have a chance with, but yeah. he finished dead yeah. fucking last, which yeah. was great. Yeah. So yeah. I win that one. Um, I'm never giving that up by the way. So you're going to have well, to honestly, find that like one. Well, guy. can I tell you something? Yeah. I, I got bad. I got bad news for you. Why? Pal. I got bad because if this anymore? was. No, listen, no, no. If this was a, if, if this was a live, I am still alive to get it because if this was a live week, you just picked first picking Scotty Shuffler, which would have given me first pick in the no, live event. No, 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 no. See, you got it all wrong. It's whatever you win from the previous week, you get to stick oh. with that first pick. So the individual all okay. have for the next live golf event, I'll be able to pick the individual. You'll be able to pick the team because you did. I'll give you this. Oh. You stuck to your guns. You left oh. C1, but you stuck to your guns with the iron heads, which yeah, I had the cliques and you, you got the victory on the last hole. One of the guys right. from cliques, birdied the last hole of their day yeah and ended oh, I was up watching putting that. the cliques i was watching uh, that yeah, yeah i was that, watching that, that. I was so kind of like that i want so i kind of did so in, in in just a little side note i kind of did hey has anybody ever seen matt's business card matt cook <laughs> rule changer i feel like he changes these big <laughs> no. rules every week <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I technically did. You're never have. getting C1 back again. Yes, ever. I will. Yes, ever. I will. Be, because I'm going to pick James Pion hope that he's or something like that. That's my Jediah only chance. Morgan. I I, I, yeah, Jediah Morgan. That's the dude I'm thinking of. You know better than me. Can't pick, can't pick Scott Vincent anymore because no, he actually can afford it. Or yeah, something like that. So so technically, I did have C1 came on my team and my team bat, and he came through for me there. So big yeah, time. I did clip you on the last hole, and that was a big that was big for me because you were going to route me. You were going to go three and zero, and the fact is 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 that you went. You know, yeah, yeah. You only got me for a thousand pennies, so it's so it's manageable. It's manageable. It's manageable now. Did I tell you I got to get up early tomorrow <laughs> yeah, morning? You do. I need to get C1 came back. We got to get going. <laughs> 
yeah. Memorial Tournament this week, guys. So, Bobby, good luck out there. Oh, you and- oh, one thing. Oh, yes. One, one thing for do. Do we have a lot of Arizona listeners? Yeah. Do, do you think we have a decent amount? You know what's going on in Greyhawk right now is national NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we we have the so the finals are next or the finals are tomorrow for anybody that's got some free time. If you want to see the future, go play. It's not the two hugest team draws. But it is the University of Florida who is stacked three deep with future tour players. Um, Ricky Castillo, Fred Biondi. I'm going to see if I can pronounce his name the right way, but I'm going to say Yuxin Lu. Now, you got to figure out how to spell it, but those are three three possible lottery picks for the PGA Tour Um in the future. So my point is, is anybody's got some free time. You really need, need to go. If you, if you live next to Greyhawk, go watch these young kids play Georgia tech and Florida for the finals and tomorrow. They Matt. Bomb bomb. The, Oh ball. my God. They, I was watching seeing some of these spots to where these kids yes. are hitting it right now. And I, yeah. I was talking yeah. about it with my trainer this morning. I go, it is the modern day golf athlete. I was like, that's what right. you're seeing now. Nobody yeah. anymore. No doesn't look like an athlete yeah. is not working out like the yeah. every single one of these yeah. college guys it's a is job. working out and bombing it's a, it. it it's a job from them but w- with you saying that have you noticed how many of these guys are laying up on 17 out yes. there you've played greyhawk before yep. 336 Shocking. you're at elevation right you're probably at eight or ten percent what, what do you take off when you play greyhawk when it's hot out there are you at uh, start off not much in the morning and will you move to eight yeah. for Ten percent with your irons later yep. in the afternoon when the ball when the ball's fine. I'm surprised 100%. more of those guys aren't. I saw a couple guys do it in these late matches and in, in in these semifinal matches, but you know, just walking up the tee with big old balls and just fucking roasting driver and and some other guys that are like, oh my god, I don't know, I can't hit driver. They're just <laughs> so they're just here five iron down there. It's just like colonial country it's club. Like just bomb it up there, man. So. It's not that hard of a hole. Yeah, so if anybody's got some free time, yeah, the closer to the green, the better, yeah. right? Analytics, and it's not a tough folks. drive. It's not analytics. A tough drive. No, so if you get some free time, go out there and root on Georgia Tech or Florida and watch these kids get after it. It's quite exciting. Let's go Florida. All right. That, that's that's for proud. our Billy Horschel and uh, yeah, Camillo B. and yeah, all those yeah. guys. Micah, Micah, Micah is defending caddy champion here, even though he wasn't on Ooh. Billy Horschel's bag last year. Yeah, all right, works. Bobby B out. All right, Bobby B. Peace out. Okay, Have a good man, week. Man. Thanks, everybody. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2 of the Pull Hook Golf Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and go to www.pullhookgolf.com for more information.